0: Good morning. Thank you for being here today. Hope you're having a uh, great weekend, or it's off to a good start. Anyway, hope you had a good week. And uh, reminds you, I don't think I've reminded you this lately that church attendance on Sunday uh, is a Saturday decision. Uh, you will decide today. Uh, nobody just jumps up on Sunday morning and says, "Hey, I think I'll go to church today." You make that plan today. You go ahead and get your clothes ready, get everything, get everybody in the house ready, and uh, Get ready to take them to church tomorrow, uh, or at least be somewhere watching online. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, with us at Poplar Grove, either in person or online. Uh, You can do that uh, through Facebook or through our webpage, or we'd love to have you uh, at 3476 Poplar Tent Road. We are meeting uh, in our family life building, so we have room uh, to spread out and keep everybody uh, social distanced, Um, phrase I didn't... Didn't know existed until uh, a year or so ago. All right, with that advertisement out of the way, go ahead, get your Bible, and go back with me to the 58th Psalm, and we're picking up there in the 6th verse today. And uh, this Psalm is a little bit uh, unique uh, from any we have seen uh, so far. Uh, There have been... Uh, Psalms where David uh, cried out against wickedness and uh, and uh, evil, uh, but this one is much more specific. Uh, this is really the first time we've seen really um, to t- say name names. David is calling out the judges, the officials, uh, the leaders uh, of Israel. Uh, in the first five verses, he has described them as wicked and evil, um, serpent. Serpents um, refusing to listen uh, to wisdom. And now in verse 6, we have, and again, I don't think we would really classify this psalm uh, necessarily as an imprecatory psalm, but it uh, it has an imprecatory section. Uh, as David says here in verse 6, Break their teeth, O God, in their mouth. Break out the great teeth of the young lions, O Lord. Let them melt away as waters which run continually when he bendeth his bow to shoot his arrows. Let them be as cut in pieces as a snail which melteth. Let every one of them pass. Pass away like the untimely birth of a woman that they may not see the sun. Uh, And so David uh, gives us his answer here. Uh, to the wickedness uh, that he has uh, described in verse 5. Uh, it's uh, pretty clear that David doesn't see any hope for rehabilitation uh, or repentance among uh, these uh, evil leaders. And so for David, the only solution uh, that he can see uh, is that they be replaced. Uh, and so he is calling for them uh, to be uh, to, to be removed from office. And uh, David is, uh, what he prays when he's praying, This break their teeth, let them melt away. Uh, David is praying that God will, will forcefully, uh, intentionally uh, step in and remove the wicked leaders uh, from uh, the nation of Israel. Uh, he's not waiting on them to die or to be replaced or to be voted out. Uh, he wants God to step in uh, and to, uh, to 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 remove them. He compares them uh, to killer lions when, uh, in uh, verse 6. And so uh, he uh, describes them as uh, again these lions and so he says of of lions, one way to uh, kind of bring a lion under control is to break out their teeth. And so uh, that's a symbol uh, for us. David wasn't actually praying that God would uh, knock out their teeth, uh, but uh, the teeth were a symbol of power uh, by by saying break out their teeth, remove their great teeth uh, he's saying take their uh, their power away from them because they're using their power uh, to swallow up the people uh, and so remove uh, those uh, those teeth uh, from them uh, to remove them uh, like waters that melt away that um, uh, again we we see uh, uh, examples of that we when, when you see it Rain, you, you know, you can look out uh, and my, my front yard is a great example You that uh, we have a really good rain. Uh, you could uh, sometimes fish in my front yard um, and you can go back in, you know, 20 minutes after the rain stopped and the water's gone. Uh, and so David is praying that these people will uh, disappear, uh that they'll just go away, uh, that God will remove them, that He will again uh talks about their bows here that take away their weapons. Uh and their weapon uh was their position, their authority, uh the the law that they were uh, misrepresenting um, and he says let their arrows uh be cut into pieces uh, so so cut up uh their arrows again you see the symbolism take away uh their ability take away their um, their their power uh, to uh to hurt others uh, here um, in uh, and and to, to, again you're removing them from power you're taking away their ability Um, you know that you are wiping them out um, from uh, from their positions uh, that they are using uh, against the very people uh, that they are uh, called to serve Uh, and so verse 9 he says before your pots can fill the thorns he shall take them away as uh, with a whirlwind, both living and in uh, his wrath. And so uh, he is, uh, again, um, saying that uh, establishing his trust, his confidence uh, in God. Yes, we have wicked judges. Yes, we have wicked leaders. Uh, But I believe that God Uh, is going to, uh, going to deal with them. He's going to take care uh, of uh, this issue that he's going to carry out uh, justice uh, upon uh, these wicked judges by uh, wiping them out. Uh, And he says, before your pots uh, can feel uh, the thorns and, and um, what he what he's talking about here um, is um, when a, uh, uh, a cooking pot uh, uh, would be uh, carried into uh, uh, carried out before uh, it could even get hot. Uh, it's uh, the idea uh, that, that God is going to, uh, to take care of them and he's going to take care of them um, uh, immediately um, in, in this instance. And, and uh, so he's uh, stating his absolute confidence uh, in God to take care uh, of this horrible wickedness uh, that he has described uh, in uh, in these first uh, few verses. And that's a good comfort to us, I think, because uh, many times a day we kind of feel uh, like there is no hope. We will uh, see some of the things that um, that our leaders do, our politicians and judges and others uh, in authority, and uh, again, sometimes it's the, the boss at work, but uh, those who are in uh, authority. Um, and many times there's uh, little, if anything, uh, that we we can actually do about it if we, you know, in particular, think about a boss at work. Uh, if we try to do something about uh, a a bad boss, uh, you know, many times uh, it ends up, you know, coming back to bite you, where uh, the employee themselves actually end up uh, getting in trouble, and so we're not able sometimes to to speak up and uh, to state uh, the the truth, um, you know. And, you know, some nations even, um, you know, some communist nations, there you know, to speak out against the government uh, would almost be a death sentence. But uh, what this, these verses remind us of is that we have a higher power, uh, that we can appeal to, uh, that we may be powerless ourselves. We may be unable, uh, to actually intervene and to, uh, to do anything about, uh, the, the situation. Uh, but we serve a God, uh, who can certainly, um, break out their teeth. He can certainly uh, intervene. And one of the things we know uh, from the bulk of Scripture is that God is always always very interested uh, in the case of those who are being uh, abused and those who uh, otherwise have been outcast and rejected. Um, we not too far removed from the Christmas season and uh, we see how the angels came to the shepherds, the outcast uh, of society. Jesus went to the lepers, he went to the prostitutes, he went, uh, you know, he, he went to, all those that typical religion uh, had uh, had abandoned and uh, wouldn't uh, wouldn't have anything to do with. And so, uh, what we learn uh, so far in this psalm is when there is wickedness and evil, uh, we should stand up. Uh, but when we can't, uh, when uh, the situation is where we don't have the ability or uh, the authority, the power, whatever, uh, to be able to resist to stand against that wickedness we know that we have a god uh who is uh fighting for us a god that we can turn to and uh and rely on and call on him uh to deliver and to rescue us uh from our uh from, from our difficulty and uh and problems and that's um I don't know about you but to me that's a uh, a huge uh consolation uh, to know that um even when i'm powerless even when uh the it's you know, even when the wickedness is in high places uh that uh, our god um is still on the throne and he can still Uh, take care uh, of of the issues uh, around us. And uh, I think the flip side of that, too, is also uh, that you and I uh, need to be, we need to, we we should hate the things God hates and love the things God loves. And one of the things, again, that we know uh, that God loves and cares for uh, are the, unfortunate uh the widows the orphans uh that um he commands that the church take care of and so uh even when the world uh is wicked and goes against uh these people the church of jesus christ believers uh should be rallying uh to their aid and taking care uh of those who are uh abused and and mistreated and again, we can have the comfort to know uh, that God is always on the side. Uh, Of the mistreated, Uh, and so um, as we wrap up today and finish up for the week, uh, that's a real challenge for us. Um, It it, uh, to to be sure as believers that we stand up and we uh, we fight for uh, those who can't uh, fight for themselves, defend the defenseless. Again, the widows, the orphans uh, that uh, God cares so much about, then we should care too. All right, hope that uh, gives you some help, gives you some guidance, and uh, we'll see you back here first thing uh, Monday morning.